0: the people in life are countless, so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests, side and sidequests, and sidequests, and sidequests. Episode sixty-three, at Lenora and Adriana, the Rakshasa composers. Welcome to Sidekicks and Side Quests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Anson and Elvia Jablinski's Table in the Levitating Platter. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests, the best unofficial Dungeons & Dragons podcast that's not an actual play out there in the world. (laughs) Uh, We're joined once again by uh, some of our favorite previous guests of the show. But before I get to them, this episode and our show overall is brought to you by our first ever sponsor, Plus One EXP. Uh, Tony Vicina is the mastermind behind... Uh, this mastercraft of beard balms, game design, and community building—he's uh, beard balms named after all the basic stats from D&D. So get a bottle, apply it to your facial features, and smell the sweet aromas and the sweet victory that comes along with increased strength, dexterity, charisma, and more. Uh, Beards and Beyond is the independent RPG that helped to launch his brand, uh, but Tony has collaborated and developed several other RPG projects, including Repugnant with Terrible Games, Eye Toaster, which is a brave little toaster-inspired tabletop role-playing game and down we go a game which seeks to capture the heart of old-school tabletop gaming If you support Plus One EXP either by buying something or supporting them via Patreon and the like, it all helps funnel into their Plus One Forward program, which seeks to support additional indie tabletop creators to continue making awesome stuff. I'd highly encourage you to follow Tony and Plus One EXP on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, in order to keep up with all the various projects he's working on, as well as upcoming interviews, one-shots, and actual plays of some of these other amazing indie tabletop role-playing games, And if you don't mind, head on over to plusonexp.com, use my affiliate code Randolph when you're purchasing a beard balm or the like, and uh, get you some savings on your purchase at no extra cost to you. Again, the code is Randolph at checkout on the website plusonexp.com. Now with our ad roll done, hello, previous guests out there in the ether. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Kurt. Thanks
1: for having us back on. Yeah. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Of course, uh, listeners, if you don't recognize, uh, these are uh, our previous guests, Anson and Elvia Jablinski. So it's glad to have uh, the both of y'all on at the same time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it'll be fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so since you're returning guests, we obviously don't have to tread uh, the same ground, uh, but we'll, we'll go with a variation on the question. So since the last time that I spoke to each of you, how has life been?
1: Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, I have a a new job still doing, um, you know, mobile iOS development. So I'm working from home full time. This new company is, you know, 100% remote. So that's nice. So not a lot of change for me, but I'm in a different role now. And I've been enjoying that. So all good things there. Uh, Elvia, how about you?
2: Yeah, so I've gone through a pretty significant change. I went from being a music educator and teaching orchestra for eight years to now being a business consultant. Um, And so I am also working from home, um, enjoying being here with Anson. Um, And so, yeah, lots and lots of change here in the Jablinski household.
0: And I know since the last time we spoke, uh, there was talk of encouraging getting out there, maybe in the virtual space or with friends trying to play some Dungeons & Dragons, were you successful in this attempt? Sadly, no.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we were not. We were not successful.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Well, have you heard of any other uh, tabletop role-playing games or board games or the like uh, that maybe have piqued your interest since then?
1: Let's see. We introduced some friends to uh, Ticket to Ride uh, a couple weekends ago. That's a classic. Um, Not new to us, but it was new to... um, a friend and some friends of friends and they had said that they bought the ticket to ride kids edition for their kids but they hadn't actually played it yet so it was no kids at our dinner party so we got a chance to play through the original version and that was fun to get to introduce that to them
2: yeah i also played a new board game that i had never heard of called celestia
1: Mm. that Mm. is
2: really fun yeah
0: what's that game like
2: So it's like a crew and a ship and there's a captain and like you have to roll a certain amount or you have to roll the dice and it's like you have to have the cards that are that are displayed on the dice and if you don't have them you have to like convince the crew to stay on ship with you and so as you progress it gets more and more difficult to actually have those cards on hand and so you have to like lie about if you have them or not to keep the crew on ship it's really really fun it's it's a good time so i would i would recommend it
0: so is it kind of like a sinking ship or some sort of scenario you're trying to keep everyone banded together but resources are depleting and and whatnot
2: yeah yeah it's really fun it's like it reminded me of like mixed with like pirates like i don't know it was it was really fun it was good
0: well, on this show, we always like to talk about interesting NPC characters or side quests. So um, I know you obviously provided, you know, your original answers when you first came on. Uh, but since each of you were a guest, uh, have you come across a new or a different interesting uh, NPC character uh, since the last time we spoke?
1: Yeah, I'll try to think what i've been playing um i'm still trying to finish i know i'm a few years behind but i'm still trying to finish uh zelda breath of the wild for switch and i remember last time i was talking about super mario odyssey for switch and i think i picked uh captain toad the fearless adventurer he's still definitely a favorite npc zelda breath of the wild has so many characters too though i had to think about who i would pick from there that i that i kind of like um i should have prepped for this it's tough it's tough to think about um <laughs> what else do i play um
0: well, we can always come
1: back to you, Elvia. Yeah. Have
0: you uh, <laughs> come across any new and interesting uh, non-player characters or uh, minor characters?
2: I mean, no, not really. I've um, I don't get I don't have enough time to play as many games as I want to. Or you maybe I mean? maybe
0: books, maybe like a, a side character in a book or a movie or something like that, or a TV uh... show. Surely you've been binging something. I know everyone right now is crazy about Squid Game or whatnot.
2: Oh my gosh, that show was crazy. Yeah, no, that show was was incredible. I really enjoyed it. um What was that character that we both liked, Anson? The really clever girl with the short hair. Do you remember her name? I don't remember her name, but she was a great character. Sebyok. Yeah, yeah. She was phenomenal. We've also been binge watching Attack on Titan.
1: Oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah.
2: And I am obsessed with Levi. He is one of my absolute favorite characters of all time. He's just so cool. He like always knows what to do. He's like one of the best on the team. So he's just, yeah, he's great.
1: That's actually a good answer because it is a side character. I think if I have to steal your train of thought there and, and pick a side character from Attack on Titan that I like, I would go with Hanji, the crazy commander who loves Titans and she's always doing experiments. Oh my gosh, she's so weird. <laughs> yeah, she's she weird, but she's so weird. just funny and passionate, so it's uh, a favorite character of mine.
0: I was trying to look up something quickly and I may be uh, mixing up my sources here, but I thought Matthew Mercer was involved uh, with perhaps the English dubbing of uh, Attack on Titan, but I could be wrong.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. He is Levi in the dub.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So see, I knew (laughs) something. I knew something about Attack on Titan and Matthew Mercer in Critical Role. So there we go. Wow. And to go along with that, uh, any interesting side quests from a game, or you know, B plot or minor plots from literature, film, television, etc. Anything new and interesting that stood out?
2: Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Anson? We literally watch everything and do everything together. So you tell me. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm trying to think. Like, what else we watch? Uh, so the Attack on Titan. We also have been watching uh, Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. Oh,
2: yeah. That's
1: a really good one.
2: Roy is my favorite.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say he's a side plot. He is
2: a side, yeah.
1: There's this character, Kurt, do you know much about Ted Lasso?
0: Have you heard uh, that Uh I know that it's Jason Sudeikis. I know that he's like this upbeat Midwest sort of a American football coach that goes mm-hmm. over to England to coach like soccer football for them. Yeah. And exactly. so he's just like homespun, charm, you know, down on he the farm so sort of wholesome. folksy yes. with, uh whimsical uh words of advice and encouragement.
2: Kurt, yeah. I think I he that character actually reminds me a lot of you. Oh yeah. So I think you would like Elvis it. is
0: the favorite now, Anson. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah. Well,
2: that's that's usually how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so
1: speaking of side, side plots with this guy, Roy, um, I guess this is mild spoilers for season two, I think. Roy starts out as a character who's on the football team that Ted is coaching, and he's kind of, they joke about him being the old man, and in one match, he gets injured, and he, you know, it's an injury bad enough to probably end his career, and so what he does, you know, after his injury, you know, he's been a, a footballer all his life, and like, what's he going to do, you know, like, does he go back to coaching? Does he become like a news pundit? You know, like what's he going to do with his life to stay connected with football, the sport that he loves, you know, while also like giving back to the community. And that's been a really fun part to like see his character develop as he has to deal with, you know, what do I do now that I can't play my favorite thing in the world anymore? You know, Mm -hmm. okay, that counts. (laughs) Yeah, there you
2: go. Yeah, I think we just watch a lot of TV. I'm just realizing like
1: (laughs) (laughs) part of our daily uh, wind down. So yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I guess the last thing here to cover the personal interview section, uh, any new passions you've developed in this time?
2: Hmm. New passions.
0: Yeah, I have. Okay, you're good.
2: I was going to say, I don't know if I said this last time, but I got really into crocheting.
0: No, I don't. I don't recall this. Do tell us more.
2: Yeah, I got really. So when I was a teacher, it was like my second year of teaching. One of my students actually taught me how to crochet and I got really into it. And then I took like a it was like a five year hiatus and Mm -hmm. quarantine happened. And I was like, I'm going to pick up crocheting again. And so I made little coasters Um, I made little, um, I think they're called amigurimi. And they're like these like Japanese form of crocheting where you crochet little like stuffed animals. And I got really into that. Um, And so now you see like little crocheted animals and pumpkins and stuff around our house. Oh, it's a cyclical
0: (laughs) thing that feeds in with that uh, animal crossing as well, I suppose.
2: Yes, yes. Well, I'm not like quite... I'm not that good to, like, do little cute <laughs> thingies like that. But, yeah, I try. I try. <laughs>
1: okay. And you, Mr. Anson? Yeah. For me, what comes to mind is, um, you know, I'm, I'm a musician. I have training playing upright bass and stuff. Um, we, because Elvia was a teacher, we were renting an extra bass for her for the longest time. Um, mm-hmm. And the way the rental program works is as you rent, you, like, build up credit um, and so we returned the bass and they are like, Hey, like you have this rental credit. Like, do you want to use it to buy anything? And Elvia's like, uh, so we talked about it and we were like, well, let's, you know, Elvia has a violin and a viola and Anson has a bass. So let's buy Anson a cello. And so, um, back in high school, I had kind of like played around with playing cello just for fun. And I thought mm. it was a beautiful instrument. You know, it's, it's a very different style than, than the bass. Um, mm. you know, bass is great for jazz and stuff, but if you want like really beautiful lyrical music, it's like cello really. I think wins there. Sorry to all the bases out there, um, but <laughs> wow. so he bought this. Uh, this seems like it's like a it's a nice student cello, you know. Um, and so I've been playing that a little bit. Um, it's been fun. Um, L.D. and I have these duets for violin and cello that like I used to we used to practice a little bit, and now that I actually like have a good cello here, I was you know putting in some fingerings, writing in bowings, and actually like practicing and learning these parts. And so it's been a really fun way to get me back in touch with my creative, you know, musical side. So that's been really fun to do.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, it was good to jog down memory lane, catch up with Anson and Elvia, and I think it's time we head into some NPC creation. Yes. All right. Yay. Yay. We have not talked about this beforehand when we started recording. Uh, how are we gonna do this today? Are we rolling up randomly? are we do we have an idea that we're bringing to the forefront or what are we doing today? I would like are we
2: like are we creating one character like Anson and I together or are we creating two separate characters?
0: if I'm to borrow Pacific Rim terminology, if you wanted to Jaeger this to work together to create a character, you could. But the last couple of episodes where I've had guests on, we've been making characters in tandem side by side. And there's usually Mm. some sort of relationship between the characters, whether that's established beforehand or it's something Uh. that we discover along the way. So
1: what are you thinking?
2: I don't know. Anson, what do you think? What do you feel like doing?
1: Well, for sure, I would be interested in rolling a random character. Um, I think it's it's cool to have something in mind, but I like the idea of a challenge of discovering a character, like you say, and then like having to figure out, you know, the, you know, the fact sheet about this person, but like what's their backstory, you know, like, what's their, what's the reason for why they are what they right. are. Um, so I would like to roll for a character uh, in terms of one versus two. Uh, hmm. I think two sounds fun if, if you're up for it, Elvia, or not.
2: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, we've already got Elvi and Zelda in the mix, so,
0: mm-hmm. you know, why not do another two? And then I don't know, do you I guess we'll discover the relationship between the characters as we as we go along?
1: Okay. Yeah, let's do okay.
0: it. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so then, of course, you know, if you have your physical dice or virtual dice uh, at the ready, you know the first thing we have to roll for is a character name. Uh, So why don't you go ahead and each roll a d20 and we'll figure out what
1: the names of your characters are going to be. Okay, so you rolled already, Hun. i I'm going to roll then. Yes. Okay, I got mine. All right, what'd you get? I got an eight.
2: I got 15.
0: Anson, your answer was provided by previous guest Harper Hayes, Eleonora is the name that you're working with. Okay. And then for Elvia with a 15, your answer was provided by previous guest, Charles Basili, Adriana. Ooh. So we have Eleonora and Adriana. All right. So then the next thing we need to figure out is what is the ancestry of the character? Each of you get to now roll a D100 or two D10s. Now that you've got names, are you already starting to think about
1: relationships between the characters? I feel like they could be sisters. Because they have similar, yeah. similar sounding names. Yeah,
2: they could totally be sisters. Sisters? Sisters. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Sorry.
1: Yes. All right, I got my D100 rolled. Me too. All right, who wants to go first?
2: Me. I got
0: 23. 23. Okay, interesting. Uh, the race species ancestry that we have it's not one that you typically find in dungeons and dragons for whatever reason though they i think they should have this um but it is common in other tabletop role-playing games and certainly i will work to try and incorporate this in my own game but i got rat folk slash mouse folk so kind of like an anthropomorphic rat or mouse <laughs> humanoid <Routy. person. laughs>
2: so she's a rat
0: or a mouse folk. It's kind of whatever your particular flavoring. In D&D terms, there are things <laughs> called were-rats, like lycanthropes that turn into these like monstrous sort of oh were-rats. Gosh. But I thought of this as more softer, kind of like uh, maybe like Secret of Nim or something like that. They're anthropomorphic mouse or rat people. You know, they might be the same size as a halfling or a, or a gnome or a goblin or something like that. But, you know, they're just nice. They're like rats or they're mice people whatever whatever you're thinking
2: okay well if, that sounds a little scary but okay well. if
1: this doesn't work we can each take our ancestry and then we can pick one if they're going to be sisters maybe i don't know well yeah okay yeah that could work okay and then anson what did you get i got a 91 91 as i scroll down the list
0: oh <laughs> Rakshasa. Oh. <laughs> so Rakshasas they do come from Hindu Indian mythology, but as far as D and D terms are concerned, uh they are the tiger looking demon creatures with backwards hands.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> so are you thinking about being like evil demon devil sisters or rat or mouse folk sisters?
1: <laughs>
2: Let's be evil demon sisters. That okay. sounds better. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So you're both going to go Rakshasa. Okay. All right. Interesting. I remember okay. we had a Rakshasa a couple, a few episodes ago, maybe a couple months ago, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, actually,
1: previous guest
0: Charles Basili uh, had a Rakshasa character named Taco. Oh. Kenneth Vigue had a Rakshasa character named Cedral. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So
2: Rakshasa sisters. All right. Rakshasa sisters. Okay, cool.
0: All right, so then the next thing we need to figure out is what is the job or role of each of your characters in society? So if you would like to um, roll a D10 each, uh, we can figure out what your job is. D10. I got a five. Okay, five. Okay, very fitting. Composer. Oh, nice.
2: I also got a five. Okay, so you're both (laughs) a
0: pair of composers. Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. Because Rakshasas, you know, tend to be these devilish creatures that, like, infiltrate into uh, high society and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if, you know, maybe if that's kind of the angle or something here. But we also need to figure out how old uh, these particular sister Rakshasas are. I guess roll a d8 if they're similar or if we need to pick one or something like that.
2: Roll a d8, you said?
0: Yes, an eight-sided dice.
2: Okay. I got a seven.
0: That would be ancient. Which would make sense. What about Anson? I got a four. Four would be adult. So, are you wanting to just have them
1: both be one or the other or?
2: No, we have to be twins. Let's be let's be twins and let's be ancient.
1: Okay, the ancient twin composer Rukshat says. Okay. Yes. All, right, all right, all right, we're, we're sisters <laughs> and we're, we're twins.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> now, of course, we get to describe the physical appearance. So, you've already alluded to uh, both being twin sisters or or the like um so when you have to paint a physical picture of the characters what are you what are you imagining
2: well they have to have horns
0: oh you think your rakshasas have horns
2: (laughs) yeah you said they were like demons they have to have some sort of horns or something right
1: like tiger demons
2: yeah they gotta look aggressive
1: okay yeah because they're like more like tigers than like uh
2: Oh, so I
1: mean they could have horns in their natural form. I was
2: gonna say some of these have horns i uh I you were googling a, I was googling,
0: okay, I mean, if you want your Rakshasa evil sisters to have horns in their natural form, I'm all for it. Why not? This is d and d this is a game of make believe
2: yeah, you can do whatever you want that's the that's the beauty of it. Let's see, oh wow, what a majestic character
0: yep. So they like to, you know, blend into high society and corrupt people and
2: ooh. all that kind of stuff.
0: That's kind of like their bag as far as like D&D version of uh Okay, of let's not
2: do horns. I like this picture that I'm seeing right now that you sent me. Okay. Yeah. No, they, they look, ooh, this, this looks nice.
0: So kind of very dignified
1: looking.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like smoking a pipe there. That's nice.
1: I'll say that Elvia's favorite color is pink, and mine's blue. <laughs> okay. So, Alvia's, or uh, Adriana is going to be decked out in pink and red tones, and I will be, yes. in, I will be in shades of blue. Um, okay. We can call it Tiffany blue to make it more feminine, too, so not like a dark blue, like a lighter blue. Okay.
0: So those are the kinds of fabrics and colors yeah. that each of you tend to wear. Okay. Mm-hmm. in
2: silk. Silk. Silks. We need to have silk in here, yes. Okay. Okay. Expensive silks. Only the okay. finest. Only the finest for the Raksha sisters.
0: (laughs) Are you going into the fact that both these sisters are, you know, evil sorts of characters and they're infiltrated into society and they're, you know, corrupting from within with their devil music,
2: as it were? Yes, yes, yes. Our our music, (laughs) like, puts spells on people. That's what we like. Yeah, that's what happens. I'm
1: getting some Hocus Pocus vibes from this.
2: (laughs) I put a spell on you. Exactly. Now you're mine.
0: <laughs> Bette Midler up in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. So when you dawn. Some sort of humanoid disguise, because I don't know whether these sisters are in like a a human heavy population, dwarf, elf, etc. But, um, you know, when you're in disguise, when you're not showing off your true fiendish nature, how do you appear to normal people?
2: Hmm. (laughs) Anson?
0: Um, we're ancient, so... You've probably used a lot of disguises over the centuries, but if player characters are to stumble upon you now in disguise, how are you going to most likely appear?
1: Yeah, I was thinking we, maybe in our prime, we would be, you know, like imposing figures. But now that we're a little bit ancient, we're a little very tough still, but like a little more compact, like a little little hunched over maybe, you know, like because we're, we're a little bit old, but we're not like... Totally decrepit, like we're still strong because we're Rakshasa tiger people, but um, is that kind of making sense?
2: Yes, yes.
1: Okay.
0: So your humanoid disguise kind of reflects the fact that you're ancient, so... That we're
2: old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So seemingly over the years you've had to reinvent yourselves as composers or whatnot, but you've been at maybe this latest iteration of y'all being on the material plane you've adopted the persona of composers of
2: composers yeah Mm -hmm. okay
0: and so you've done other sorts of gimmicks and jobs and stuff before (laughs) to implant in society
2: yeah Yeah, we've been magicians okay store owners
0: you've done it all so you have a lot of (laughs) we've done it all inspiration as far as your music (laughs) is concerned right yes okay And so within the music, I'm guessing there are these, like, infernal subtleties that are intertwined into there. So as people hear it or they play it themselves, they're subtly being influenced uh, by the Rakshasa sisters.
2: You guessed correctly, my friend. (laughs) Okay.
0: Interesting. All right. Uh, If each of you had to pick three adjectives uh, for your characters, what would they be?
2: Mm. I feel like one twin has to be very nice and the other one has to be like ruthless.
1: Oh, interesting. So it's kind of like good cop, bad cop?
2: Yeah. Anson, you're the nice one. Okay.
1: <laughs> so for the not nice, I was thinking like defiant and headstrong. And then for the nice one, be like patient, wise.
2: I like where this is going. This is very similar to our actual relationship in real life. So <laughs> <laughs> ruthless.
1: Ooh. Okay, so uh, Elvia's character Adriana is defiant, headstrong, and ruthless. Okay. Yes. And then Eleonora, my character, is patient, wise, and patient, wise,
0: soothing. You know, kind of like I'm. I'm just trying to think of words in line with like you know, good cop, bad cop. Like, yeah, Adriana's the more temperamental composer. You're like, no, you're not playing it right. You're not doing it right. You know, Adriana storms off, and then Eleanor is like, it comes up to the musicians and is trying to whisper, like you know, demonic, you know, sweet nothings in their ears. <laughs> like, oh, it's okay. You, you know, you're not actually worthless. But no, you're you're doing it right and stuff like that. But sure, also trying sure. to manipulate them as well. How about like sympathetic, patient, wise, yeah, sympathetic? sympathetic. Okay. Interesting. What is a valuable item, piece of lore, secret, or ideal or concept that each of your characters ascribes to if you'd like to do the combo punch of the d4 roll and then the d6 roll? So we're figuring out the category and then the particular item. Okay, I'm ready. So d4
2: and then d8 you said? D6. Oh, d6.
0: Yeah, like a regular dice.
2: Okay, I got one and two.
0: Okay, so Elvia got an item, and your item was submitted by previous guest, Andrew Strother. An earring that lets you cast the spell Detect Thoughts once a day, so you're able to listen in on other people's uh, surface-level thoughts. So that's that's pretty handy for being able to figure out what people are thinking about (laughs) and be able to prey on uh, their emotions and whatnot and corrupt them.
2: Yeah, definitely on brand.
0: (laughs) On brand. All right, and then Anson, what did you get? I got one and five. One in five. Okay, so you also got an item as well. Your item was suggested by previous guest, Quinn Schulte. You have a jeweled collar that gives you a charisma bonus. And so that kind of plays in, I guess, to the fact that you're the nicer of the two sisters. Mm, uh So you have this very nice jeweled collar. And it just makes you more charismatic and nicer. And people are wanting to, you know, they like you. And, you know, (laughs) they're they're terrified of Adriana, but they'll do what she says. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Cool. And now, probably the last part, uh, unless you're thinking each sister's offering their own unique side quest, you're probably going to want to offer something together, right? Or are you inspired at this point now with your idea of what a side quest that these two fiendish creatures would offer? No, let's do it together, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now I just need one of you then,
1: I guess, to roll a d12.
2: Go for it, Anson.
1: All right, one d12. I got a one on this d12 i don't think this is appropriate because
0: it says to kill rats in the basement i don't i don't think that's uh i don't think that goes in line with a bunch of composers you can try re-rolling again we'll see if it's any better or else you know maybe we can we can uh, improv something all right i re-rolled and got a six okay interesting uh locate a missing person is Uh. this something that sounds kind of interesting
2: we could do that We can locate a missing person, yeah.
0: Okay, so what are we thinking as far as why do the sisters need our heroes, our player characters, to find this missing person?
2: Hmm.
1: Well, who is the missing person? Is it another family member or is it a friend or or what?
0: I don't know. What are you thinking? Is it someone who is aware of the fact that y'all are Rakshasas or is it a ruse as far as like, oh, this person's missing and you're trying to isolate the player characters into a trap with the Rakshasa sisters or like you were saying, maybe it's another Rakshasa that's gone missing and has been killed by another adventuring party.
1: Yeah, it could be somebody who's onto us in our disguise and they felt that we were hunting them down and so they went on the run to hide from us. Oh and so okay. our quest is for the players to find this missing person. Okay. Well, we won't tell them that you know, we're trying to get after them. But what do you think of that, Elvia?
2: Yeah, I like that. That's exciting.
0: Okay, and so there's a there's a twist in this, like, so seemingly yeah. it's like, oh, we're helping to find this person because this these composers really care about them. Might give the person that's missing an opportunity to try and tell them, no, 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 the composers are yeah. Rakshasas, uh-huh. or unless they spy the person from afar, and then they just report on the position of the person, and I guess the sisters would go deal with them, as it were. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> So the player characters successfully report on the location of this missing person. Uh, what is going to be the reward for them in succeeding?
1: We could, uh, if they have a bard in the party, we could like, teach them a song, like one of our songs or something, that would give, you know, those uh, Ooh, charisma, yeah. persuasive or detecting thoughts abilities.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's good.
1: You teach a bard a song that allows them
0: essentially to cast the detect thoughts spell once a day. Sure, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so they have to play this song, and then once they've done it, it's basically them casting that spell. But they can mm-hmm. only do it once a day. Uh-huh. To be fair, yeah. Got...
2: Yeah, you can't get crazy just once okay. a day.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, but then what's going to be the consequence of failure or refusing the call to the adventure? How are the sisters going to react to that?
2: We kill them. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> just, you're we, just going to attack the party yes, just right we, there?
2: Yes, we eat them. Yes.
1: Well, you can't just automatically eat. You have to, like, fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: we fight them
1: i'm just trying
0: to think of the scenarios in which you're offering up the quest as far as like like you're in a society ball or something like that and it's like oh that was a lovely performance it's like oh but we're so concerned about this missing person i'm not really interested in finding them (laughs) like that's that's pretty extreme
2: in in true adriano form i am being ruthless um so anson do you have (laughs) <laughs> better advice
1: <laughs> well i don't think if they refuse the call i don't think we would do anything it's too risky to give up our cover
2: it's true
1: if they attempt and fail it depends on how they fail you know if, if they like see this person and they talk to them like you were saying Kurt, and they like find out that we're trying to trying to attack that person then we would yeah. definitely have to attack the party instead because we can't let our secret get out any further Mm-hmm. But if they just like can't find them or something, you know, we wouldn't necessarily be really mad about it, assuming they they gave it a, a good try. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe you might not teach the song. You might give them like a you know like a, oh well thanks for trying anyway. Sort of a consolation, <laughs> sort of a thank yeah. you
1: uh-huh yeah definitely but no then problem. maybe
0: make a mental note to be like hmm these people failed us we might need to torment them next or make them our next target or something
1: yeah at least yeah, follow yeah. them around
0: for a while whisper your uh, fiendish songs into their ears and see if it messes with them or something like that corrupts them or something
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah
0: okay so do you think this basically covers the characters are we ready to go into a random encounter yeah i think so i'm ready. excited all right, well, now that we've learned about the Sphingish <laughs> sisters, I think it's time to head into a random encounter.
1: the
2: song oh okay I'm (laughs) sorry I was very confused
0: All right, this random encounter is brought to you by Reaper Miniatures of course they're Texas titans in the tabletop industry since 94 and they're here in my backyard and they do some amazing work at their warehouse and game store they're streaming on Twitch they're doing tutorials and interviews it's it's a good time whatever system you're running whatever game you're playing Reaper Miniatures has got you covered Uh, every time you go online to their store or in person restrictions permitting and you spend at least forty dollars Uh, you can get a free mini of the month which is always something new. If you visit my website, SidekicksandSideQuest.com and you use the uh, referral link that I have, you're helping to support Sidekicks and SideQuest because it tracks traffic uh, between our two websites to help build that affiliate relationship. I know at this point, I've gotten two $50 gift cards from them and I'm so thankful. I can't wait to spend all that money in their store and add to my uh, miniature uh, and terrain collection. So I'm so thankful for that and I want to keep that going. So Again, go to my website, check out the link, and be sure to follow Reaper Miniatures on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Okay, now that sponsor bit out of the way, we have a random encounter to plan, and so I'm wondering, what is the ideal situation to kind of run across these uh, sisters, and and who should be meeting them in the scene? Do I throw, dare I throw, one of my beloved, precious (laughs) NPCs at them? Or do I just make up a, a random adventurer? Who knows? What do you guys think? Or I could introduce you to my evil character, Hero Adventurer.
2: Oh, yeah. Let's let's meet him. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think Korak the Dwarf might actually be a good character to mingle with the scene. But where, where do you think I'm going
1: to be meeting the sisters?
0: Am I at a ball or something like that? Or or, yeah, or like a like fancy idea. performance or something?
1: Or meeting at some fancy event with lots of other... Um important people around and so we're kind of under the radar a little bit so where we last left our hero quote hero uh, Korak he was
0: hanging out with Professor Pandemonium and his uh, evil lich carnival circus and uh, he was helping to bring people into that and he did that for a long while uh, but then he needed to move along you know he was starting to creep him out after a while he didn't like that the goblins were there running their wares tent and you know Professor Pandemonium got what he wanted and let him go and so he was like cool all right peace and so Korak uh, went to the next uh, human town that was nearby. And he decided, you know, his coin purse was looking a little light and so he managed to uh, sneak himself into this rather elaborate sort of... uh renaissance italy looking uh, masquerade ball there is this huge uh, (laughs) symphony orchestra in the uh, performing a brand new work that he had never heard before and something in the music spoke to him and so he decided to hang around and uh, he could see that there are these sisters up on the stage that were uh, directing the performance and so uh, the piece reaches its climax its final notes everyone politely claps they're dancing they're having a great time and uh, the sisters walk off stage and for whatever reason he can't help but feel a compulsion uh to to try and intercept uh the composers and so korak this dwarf rogue will approach uh the seemingly human appearing sisters and he'll say oh that that music was beautiful it, it spoke to my black hearts wonderful
1: <laughs> oh thank you very much we appreciate um everyone coming out and listening to our our premiere of our new piece tonight it's very we appreciate it very much that you enjoyed it
2: yes it's one of our best pieces And she so... like
1: she like nudges the sister, you know, because we know yeah. it has our magical effects in it, and so we're like, oh, we share a wink because it's our best piece.
2: <laughs> of course.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, I just I just felt the music speaking to me, and uh ugh, you know, it's a nice change of pace from a dreary, drab sort of uh death carnival I was hanging around or whatever, but <laughs> Korak will roll a uh, an insight check. He he rolls low, so he doesn't notice that you're disguised or whatever, and so he just thinks he's chatting up some youthful women. No problem. He's laying on the charm a little thick, and he's under the spell or whatnot. And he'll just say, "Well, I don't, you know, I'm I'm a dwarf of uh, many uh, services and talents and prowess, and uh, I don't know, I, I I'm I'm feeling rather uh, generous, of rather sprightly, and uh, so, I don't know. Uh...
1: Know that we now that we have a fan who's really um seems to be under the effect of our, our musical spell pretty well, um, I'll look over at Adriana and see if she thinks this is somebody we can take advantage of because he seems to be like really throwing himself at our feet and so Of course the answer is bit. yes. <laughs> so we communicate all this without saying anything, of course, because we can't
0: It's all eye waggles and like it's winks all- <laughs> and nods and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's that sister on sister communication
1: telepathic i got yes, it yes yeah. yes yes and so i'll say oh well you're you sound like such a brave uh, individual and so noble and such a fan of the arts you know if you want to support us there is something you could do for us if you uh if you're up for a, a little bit of a adventure or a challenge oh oh yeah of course of course yes let me know anything yeah well we have a uh, a missing person who is important to us and we are really wanting to know where they are and um If we could give you a description of this person and what kinds of places they hang out at, I wonder if you could track them down for us and and maybe let us know where they are or, or bring them to us even better.
0: Uh, you'll see Korak reaches into his belt pouch real quick and he pulls out some daggers and you think he's going to attack, but he starts doing like these flourishes, like where he's like, he, you know, like how you do a drumstick or a pencil over his fingers. He's like, you know, <laughs> like twirl. he's doing like these fancy dagger moves and stuff like that. And he's like, Ah, oh, I think I know a thing or two about tracking and finding people. I blend in the shadows. No one will ever see me or find me. And cool. then he like puts the daggers back into their sheaths.
1: That sounds good. I mean, if, you, uh, if you're if you successful in this quest, we'd be happy to teach you or anybody in your party that you work with how to use some of our, our music to aid you on your own future adventures. Right, Adriana?
2: Yes.
0: You see him kind of look around like over his shoulders at non-existent people and he's just kind of like, I work alone, ladies. Uh, you know, he's trying to put some stink on it like his, uh, you know, of his own bravado and stuff like that. And he's like, uh, but, you know, if... Uh, Maybe you got some coin or something like that, or oh, I don't know. maybe you write a fancy song about me or something
1: like that. yeah, that'd be <laughs> kind of cool. This would be a good time for Adriana to lose her lose her patience, but that's Elvia's character, so I'm...
2: yes, I was gonna say, um, she looks at him up and down as and is about to pounce on him, but you know, her sister holds her I'll back hold her back a little bit, yeah. yeah.
1: I was like, we just got somebody to do this mission yeah. for us. Let's not mess it up again by scaring him away.
2: Yeah, or eating him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, Korak doesn't notice; he's
0: oblivious <laughs> at this point, I guess. Uh, but he'll just say, "All right, all right. Well, tell me, uh, tell me the description of who I'm looking for. I'll keep my keen eagle eyes peeled
1: for them, and I'll I'll report back where I find them." That's perfect. We'll get right. We'll let you know, and then we we tell them, and that's the. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and scene. And
2: scene.
0: <laughs> there we go. All right. Woohoo! We did it. Well, what do you think of uh, you know, the the scene that we just did and creating the characters?
2: It's so much fun. I I really enjoy doing this. Um, it's just such a creative way to you know tell stories. I don't know. It's it's fun. I enjoyed it. What do you think, Anson?
1: Yeah, I'm glad we rolled. Because it's a lot more, it's really inventive to like try to figure out like what you're going to, what you're going to create that's, you know, within the restrictions that you have, but still can Mm -hmm. be like your own inventive story.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So any other final thoughts or any plugs or anything that we need to know about?
2: No, I don't think so. This is always fun, Kurt. Thank you for having me. I know Anson, I'm sure, wants to talk more, but (laughs) this was a blast as, as always. So thanks for having me on. Of course. Yay. (laughs)
1: yeah i think it was great to do a combined episode too um to have somebody else to play off of yeah it's kind of you know the guests versus kurt a little bit when it comes to uh tricking a random passerby to do the mission for you um right or something like that but yeah i thought it was good
0: it'd be a really interesting situation because especially if it's like a a seemingly like oh you're invited to a masquerade ball and then Mm -hmm. the dungeon master's like hey, make a charisma saving throw. And then they're like, oh my gosh, are we under attack? And then you're like, oh no, no. You you know, tell them in secret. (laughs) And then it's like Uh a really high check or something like that. And it's like, if they come across the composer sisters or something like that, they're just more easily uh, persuaded or something by their speaking or persuasion or whatever. So that'd be Mm -hmm. kind of interesting to kind of pepper in your adventure of like, oh, you didn't think you were going to become the target of a pair of rakshasas working together. One rakshasa alone is dangerous, But a pair of them working together like Mm -hmm. oh boy yeah your your party must be asking for a death sentence or something
1: yeah you're lucky we're not uh in our prime and uh we're a little old around and gray around the edges but (laughs) yeah well cool
0: well is there anything else that uh you wanted to plug or, or share with us here in our final moments of the show
1: Oh, not really. I mean, it's been fun to listen to the other episodes and kind of hear other people creating their stories and stuff too. For my own personal stuff, I mean, I still have my website, ansonj.org, which I have some very few blog posts up, but I'm kind of working on something else at work here uh, Mm. in my spare time doing some kind of research. Not really, but I'll hopefully post some more stuff about Swift and iOS development soon uh, if that's your thing. (laughs) If not, no pressure, of course. But yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, uh, Anson and Elvia. I know she had to run a little early, but that's okay. Uh, Thank you all so much for coming back on the show. We'll
1: talk to you next time. Yeah, thanks for having us. See you around.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Overcast. Or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, SideKicksAndSideQuests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the show and the guests who have been on it. To stay up to date and interact via social media, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit by searching for Podcast. I would love to talk D&D and showcase your fan art stories of how you used our NPCs, discussions, and commentary. If you would like to the hail the bod send an email to sidekicks and sidequests at gmail.com to help this show be the resource it's meant to be i ask that you please leave a review on itunes to help spread the word and share our show with your friends and family whether you're a veteran player or an aspiring dungeon master there's something here for everyone and i want to hear about it sidekicks and sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy meaning i'm not approved or endorsed by wizards portion of the materials used are property of wizards of the coast copyright wizards of the coast llc Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on 1, 2, one, two three, four. Oh. Psychics and psycho-